Hey family, thank you for following and trusting the path that led you here. This is Flow Space, Conscious Conversations with J&D. I'm Jerrica. And I'm Deandra. Our discussions will be led by intuition and spirit as we continue to evolve and learn about what it means to live an earthly human experience. Welcome to episode 93, Fragmented Consciousness, What Stories Are Playing in Your Mind? We begin the episode with guidance from spirit through a card pull from the Inner Child and Beyond deck by Nina Manjandre and Eddie Art that inspires the flow of our conscious conversation. Tune in for the card pull reading and witness the divine unfolding of the concept of stories, also known as narratives, that play out in our mind and contribute to our way of being. We get into navigating stories we are currently working through and growing self-awareness and practices to help us eradicate these stories out of our way of being. How you can begin building a relationship with the different stories in your mind, how to recognize and have awareness when a story starts playing out in your mind, and how these stories can impact not only your mental health, but your physical well-being as well. We're also reminded we really are mind, body, and soul, and the stories that play out in our mind to have the capabilities to manifest in our physical reality. In our conscious conversation, you hear us realize this within recent stories that have been playing out and recognize how far we've come in navigating these particular stories. And after listening to this episode, hopefully you will learn ways on how you can take control of your mind and the different stories in your life and how you can make different choices and change things for the better. If you're interested in hearing our reflection at the end of the episode, stay tuned after our outro music. Many blessings. There was a part of my drive that I felt like I wasn't going to make it home. I was feeling... Before I called you? When I left, I told you I had a migraine, right? The migraine got so bad that like I couldn't see. My heart was racing. I was like shaking. I had to use the bathroom. So I stopped in Bear Mountain at the visitor center. Yeah, because I remember you were like, oh, I'm going to be in Bear Mountain. So I'm guessing it was after that. Yes. And then you called back and I didn't have the energy to call you back. I couldn't hear you, but I just yeah. couldn't call you back. Because when I called you back, your energy was like much lower. So I left you alone to kind of like use the energy you have to get home. So I felt like I was not going to make it home. I got home. I went straight to the bathroom. I used the bathroom. And then I felt like I had to just lay down. I felt. Did you have like diarrhea or like you just had to go? Just had to go. Okay. Um, but it was like a really noticeable difference in myself. Like I'm like, oh my God, I can't be feeling this. Then like fear started kicking in because I haven't felt one of those episodes the last time I had one was June 25th because, you know, like I notate them. And I'm like, I can't be out here. I was like, this job is making me sick. But anyway, okay. so I was like really out of it. And I laid down. Franchi made me some food. And I just like stayed in bed sleeping the whole day. And then at nighttime when he woke me up for dinner, I still had this really bad migraine. And I was like, I think I'm just going to quit. But then inside of me, I'm like, don't make a decision out of a state of desperation. So I was like, I'm going to go to sleep. And when I wake up, I'm going to see how I feel. 
And then when I woke up, I still didn't feel my best. So I was like, I'm not going. My health isn't worth like trying to push through, even though I don't know what I want to do. So I just took it like that. That's interesting because in the last two scenarios where where, like we concluded there were initiations, which was Mexico and being in Florida, you didn't have one of these episodes. (laughs) Wow. Okay, so two cards flew out. You want to see how freaky this is? This deck is weird. Okay, so the first star, a card that fell out. And these two cards were stuck together, but it felt thick. So I was like, is there a second card? And I was like moving it and there was a second card. But the second card, it was like a struggle to get the second card off. Just so you know. Card I pulled out of the deck is the card, the story. He's out here telling the tale, okay? The tall tale to all the friends. <laughs> okay. And I'm just going to read from the book because it has, like, really good stuff. So the second one, that's the first one, right? The second one? That's that was- the first one. Okay. That's the one that, like, when it fell out and I flipped, the one I saw first. Okay. Okay. Story. Invitation. Our story helps us locate ourselves in time and space. Each one of us is born into a story that has been told for many generations. Before we write our own story, we must first be aware of the story in which we are a protagonist. Once we have awareness of our role and of our power to step out of it, we can become the author of our own life story. Without awareness, we often repeat the same narratives we strive to escape. Storytelling helps us understand the world and our lives. We heal by releasing an old story or belief and replacing it with a new one. When we write a new story, we change the lens through which we see the world, and this changes how we speak, how we move, and how we relate to ourselves and others. This card invites you to become a storyteller and change the narrative. As you reparent yourself, you write a new story, one in which you are whole, you belong, you are loved for who you are, no matter what. To the inner child, remember your favorite stories as a child and why you loved them. What do you notice about these stories now? Revisit one of these stories and share it with your younger self. Tell your inner child out loud, my little one, we write the story now. Mom and dad had their turn, now it's our turn. And to the journey, what familial stories held you captive? Were you told you are the smart one, you never or always do this, you are just like your mother or father? Some of these narratives are toxic and it is important to deconstruct them. In your journal, draw a line vertically across the page. Write the old story on the left and the new perspective on the right. For example, if you had a challenging relationship with your mother and didn't feel seen or supported by her, the left column would read, my mom wasn't there for me, and the new story could read, my mother did the best she could. Allow the writing to flow without overthinking and don't edit yourself. Note that we are not bright sliding any suffering. Rather, we are allowing various angles and perspectives to emerge so that you may choose the narrative that you want to carry with you. 
It's time. It takes time for these new perspectives to anchor themselves. Be patient and loving with yourself. It is helpful to spend time fleshing out the details of the new stories by engaging your senses and your imagination. If your mother did the best she could, what does that change in your perception of yourself and of her? When you take responsibility for your story, you access greater well-being and freedom. As Eileen McCusick writes, when we change our tune about ourselves and our lives, our bodies also change. We are looking to embrace narratives in which we accept the past for what it was so that we might free ourselves from carrying its burdens. So... So that's that. Okay. So <laughs> that on that. What's the story? Literally, what is the story, right? Yeah, no, that's the question. Like, what's the story playing in your mind? What's, you know, what's the narration that's driving the force of your life in this moment? Hmm. Let's see, what's the story? It's so crazy to me. That's why I was like, okay, this like this is how this deck is really spooky. Because how on point it can be. Like when the fear card um came out of the deck and then now the story and story is something that I feel I've been overly addressing for the past like maybe almost two years now you know like the concept of like oh this is a story this is a story this is a story that has been around for some time so really trying to see where the story still lives and also actually recognizing that it doesn't necessarily have to be a story from childhood although I think those are usually where they begin but then, as you mentioned, from my last experience to now, what story I'm attaching from that experience to this one? Feeling as if I'm going to die at any moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. And are those feelings like you're going to die at any moment self-inflicted? Or is it the situation that you're in? Like, what's the truth in the situation? Well, obviously, I could die at any moment. I don't know when I'm going to die. But beyond that, I think the feeling of, okay, I can die at any moment is from how my physical body reacts to my emotional body state of being. So the connection there, I begin to hyper-focus on the physical sim symptoms while being aware of my emotional state of mind, aware. And that's why I'm a little bit like, what the heck right now because aware of the stories that could be playing in the mind aware of oh when I did this before I didn't sleep oh when I did this before my health went down those stories I'm really aware and I've been trying to be mindful of them but it's like they're still there because yesterday I was literally telling myself oh my god I don't know if I'm dying right now because I didn't sleep because I didn't eat you know like all of these same things so it's really weird 
That's really interesting because it can feel like you're being put in a situation again to take your power back and live out a new narrative within a similar setting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which leads me to the second card. Okay. <laughs> Next card I pulled is the Hope card. Aww. That's cute. That yes. is so cute. So I took note of the struggle, like I said, to get this card, like, because it was so attached to the first one of the story. But then when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is like heartwarming and uplifting. And the book reads, hope allows us to keep dreaming and waking up day after day, hoping for wholeness, healing and happiness. Hope is an essential part of our lives. It is within us. And if you are looking at this card, hope is yours. Hope is not foolish. Hope is wise. It is strong and it is resilient. When we are hopeful, we are able to set goals and take constructive steps towards achieving these goals and meeting our needs. As human beings, our hope for a better world with more justice and kindness drives us each day to improve our habits and behaviors. Hope allows us to forge ahead as we create new ways of being in the world. This card reminds you that hope is always within reach and that hope nourishes us and brings us courage. When you're at the end of your rope, tie a knot and hold on. To the inner child, travel back in time and allow your little one to show you what they hoped for. Some of those dreams might have come true, others might have transformed or been outgrown. Do you remember what you hoped for as a child? With your current perspective, are some of those hopes and dreams still true for you? Is who you are today what your inner child hoped to become? Spend some time recalling struggles you might have encountered and how you overcame them. We strengthen our relationship with hope each time we step beyond fear and discomfort, when we try something new, when we fail, and we still persevere. Say to your inner child, hope has carried us here and we will continue to journey with hope in our hearts. And for the journey, learn from yesterday, live for today, and hope for tomorrow. Albert Einstein. To dream a courageous dream for ourselves and our planet, we need to nurture our heart with love and hope and be compassionate with ourselves when challenges arise. As you look at this card, take a few slow deep breaths and notice where your attention is drawn. Maybe you feel called to float up along with the children in this image, carried by hope and trust. Allow yourself to be guided by your gaze. You might want to rest your eyes upon the water tower and its colorful facets. Trust this free-flowing exploration. Dive into the card and observe where you go as you connect with the energy of hope. What is your hope for this life and for our collective? What does the weightlessness of being carried by a balloon allow you to experience? Let go of your adult responsibilities for a few minutes and make space for possibility. So what do you take from that? Are you applying this grand wise wisdom to your life? Yes, of course, you know, because it's really nice that these two cards came out together from the aspect of the story, which can be the victim mind feeding this narrative that's playing out. Like I mentioned, having my physical symptoms be 
exacerbated in you know reality and me feeling out of control of my body being aware of my thoughts in my mind but still not doing anything that I know to ground myself back in except lie in my bed and like succumb to the moment and then the hope card is like yeah there is so much hope hope is I feel a big piece of the puzzle that could have been missing when the victim mindset starts spiraling and yesterday when I was not feeling my best physically I noticed I was even going to take Tylenol from how bad my head was hurting I was like get me the Tylenol (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny I just have to give extra context for that because like pharmaceutical drugs is very very last last resort (laughs) yes so I was there in desperation to feel better because for a little bit more context, my health journey is something that I've really emphasized and focused on healing where I can feel capable and strong and healthy in my body. But whenever symptoms arise, it could it could set me into a panic where I feel out of control of my body. For the past month and a half going on two months I've been really managing my symptoms well where I might experience something but I breathe through it and I do other practices to keep me centered where I don't allow the physical symptom to take over my mind yesterday I was experiencing something where my mind was not in a strong state it was in victim mentality and I was having stories play out in my mind and that caused me to then have physical symptoms related to what my mental status was. And because both of the things were out of balance, I was just in this tornado of a whirlwind spiraling all the way down. And at one point when I started feeling my heart beating super fast, I started feeling short of breath. I was like, okay, breathe, you know, like take a deep breath in. And I started a breathing practice of breathing in for four and breathing out for eight. So that tells my nervous system that I'm safe and that I'm okay. And I just kept doing that for as long as I could. And it started helping me. And then once my heart started calming down, my mind also calmed down because it was like, okay, you're not dying. You don't have to go to the hospital. You don't need to take this medication. You just need to chill Like give yourself a moment to rest. And that's what I did. Yeah, give yourself like that grace. Wow. But really, the hope. It's so interesting, like a few things that's happening right now, because this is something that has played out in your life for quite some time, like this cycle, kind of. And it's interesting because it's a great mirror for the internal cycle that I've been navigating myself in terms of it's August 1st right now. And I need to pay rent and I don't have my rent money. And my and I've been having issues with um, one of my neighbors in my building. And it's been a continuous thing since the last time I told you about it off um, the podcast. It's just been like not on alignment with me and my neighbor. And then recently she accused me of something that was false. And then my landlord contacted me about it. So I was having anxiety that stemmed from fear 
of very basic safety needs because I was going down the spiral of, okay, like this can lead to, I can be evicted. Um, like the last two months I paid my rent a few days past the first. So like that can give reasoning and like feed this narrative that's being um, created around me. But this is all in my mind and my, and my story of what's taking place. So then today um, I was meditating and I was just like, I have to just give it to God. Like everything has always worked out. This time is no different. I cannot let my thoughts get the best of me and make me forget the power that moves me in this lifetime. And um, that thinking while in a meditative state was really helpful and it has been because it's been something I've been doing the last few days alongside doing yoga to just move the energy so I'm not like stagnant in my mind that then like makes me feel stagnant in my body. So it's so like I'm receiving as much as you are from you sharing your experience. Yeah, and you mentioning the practice of movement, that's something that I feel has been helping me. Like I mentioned a little while ago, not having all of the symptoms that I could have been used to having for the past like month and a half to two months, movement is something I noticed that really helped me because a lot of times I would find myself in that victim mentality or a fear mindset where I would try to control my health by not doing anything that can disrupt my peace. And that really looked like staying inside my house, being afraid to go outside. If I went outside, I would prepare for doomsday. Like I would make sure I have enough water in case I don't know what happens. I would make sure I had some kind of food or fruit. You know, I had all of these things to do as a pre-checklist before stepping foot outside. And also I would have all of these practices that I was really dedicated to because I felt that if I didn't do them, I wouldn't be okay. And that was meditation daily, um, prayer, journaling, like so many little things that I incorporated that are very helpful, but I put them in such a strict regimen that I felt incapable of myself if I didn't stick to these practices. So over the past month, I've been doing a lot of different traveling, just not inside of my house at all. And that's where I, I really grounded down in the concept that these tools are there to help me, but I don't have to be a slave to them. And I don't have to be so dedicated that if I don't do them, I'm not going to be okay. And movement is something I was like, wow, look at me. I'm outside. I'm moving around. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I didn't bring a gallon of water with me. I don't have a banana. I didn't journal. I didn't write down my dreams and I'm still capable. So it's something I wanted to highlight because for me personally, I noticed how I was doing I was doing myself a disservice by trying to keep myself safe. And I ended up coddling myself too much to the point that I weakened my being or my physical being um, in attempts of doing that. So the movement is something that I'm really grateful for and being able to move without having to do a million things beforehand. Yeah, yeah. And it's something that we can do anywhere. And it's just, you know, it's just us being in our body, really. Um, that's why I feel like movement has done for me, because aside from doing yoga, 
I've also been dancing more regularly and it just feels so good to like dance without an agenda of how to dance just to like mm-hmm. let the energy move through me and it feels so good because nothing is ever permanent and like movement reminds me of that and things just want to flow through us so creating the space for my vessel to, to do just that mm-hmm. and to highlight like what you were saying about the movement on Sunday, we had such a good time. We went out, we went to a swimming hall and I, and I was reflecting on it. I think earlier today, I was like, oh, my sis looks so like free and happy, like worry-free without like everything that you were just sharing. Cause I know that's been something like prominent in your life for some time, like making sure everything is as it needs to be so that like you're good all the time. And it was just like, no, you know, it was really symbolic you being able to be in a nature swimming hole and there's like snakes around and all these things like somewhere along ago you know in another timeline that whole experience would have been so different and um with all of the what could appear to be like bumps in the road um prior to us arriving to the swimming hole you know like navigating people who aren't in the best mood like different things like that and we were still able to like remain in our center remain in our light and we had a good time nonetheless so much so we were there for like maybe an hour and a half and you're like oh we've been here the whole day this is what it feels like Mm -hmm. so I feel like highlights that exactly and to speak on that a little further you know it was a last minute plan so it's not something that we were prepared for I had eaten only one time. I ate at like 9 a.m. that day. And I was ready to be out to go to enjoy life without having the fear dictate what my actions needed to be. I was just really going with the flow and trusting that my body is resilient. My body is capable. Like I am strong. All of these different things that I can check in with myself time to time. But yesterday, how I allowed the external world to impact me to take me out of those knowings and out of my centeredness is something that I feel is good to speak about and not work through because I've worked through it. Like I have the hope alive right now, but give um, steps on how to prevent somebody from going through that a little bit quicker. Because like I said, that yesterday could have set me into a spiral where now I would feel in my mind, oh my God, I have to watch everything I do. I can't breathe too quickly. I can't move too quickly. I have to just stay in my house safe. And it's such a not good space to be in. Yeah. It sounds funny, but that's reality sometimes. I know. When the fear kicks in, because last night, that's how I felt. I was like, I am never leaving my house again. I'm going to be home. I don't care what happens. This is where I'm at. And that's a story in itself. Yeah. Yeah. But and to go into that a little more, the swimming hole, spontaneous fun summer adventure we had was on Sunday. Yesterday was Monday. Just to give context, like it was from one day to the next, how it can appear like similar circumstances, but the way they were handled and maneuvered were very different. And that speaks to the stories that can be attached to the different scenarios. 
where the swimming hole is like, oh, like we really want to go and, and enjoy our time in nature, whatever. We're not going to like let these little hiccups along the road really damper our mood or like create some narrative that we're not meant to be here or whatever. And just for that, like, so when we got to the swimming hole, it was closed or not even on our way there. I checked the GPS and there were like road closures. And then we were like, you know, we're still going to go. We went get there the parking lots closed the people hand handling the parking lot were not happy or helpful so we had to persevere certain circumstances and that's a great highlight where those things could have gone into our mind and we could have created a story like oh no we're not supposed to be here the situation's unfolding for us to do something else or just go home but we didn't we chose to still continue rising above whatever life was handing us because we felt in our hearts, you know, that we really wanted to enjoy whatever it was. So instead of taking that deficit mindset and being defeated, we rose and stayed patient. We stayed graceful. We stayed compassionate for the workers who were not being nice. And it worked out for us. Yeah, it did so smoothly. Like it didn't take much after arriving for us to actually be able to go into the parking lot park and enjoy our time there. Mm-hmm. So that's to highlight like the narratives and the power of the mind and where the mindset is when navigating anything in life, whether it's something that like we're looking forward to or something that we may have like a narrative or a preconceived notion on that makes us like not per se look forward to something. Mm -hmm. So the question I feel is how do you recognize a story or a narrative within your own mind? How do you build up for that awareness to be present? That's a great question because that's something that I myself have been working on in recognizing my stories that come up. And one way that I recognize that something is a story before even recognizing it's a story, but just so more so um, it's like a red flag, like something is off is when my mind is just racing, when the narrative is just taking flight in my mind, um, and then it consumes my body, and then my body starts to match what the mind is doing. Um, but sometimes that can be really tricky to even recognize because of like the full body experience that the story can be taking over in our life. Um, so what has helped me is slowing down enough to recognize that because I've realized a pattern that I have when I'm navigating a story is wanting to do things like I'm like okay I want to go outside I want to do this activity I want to do this and to like get me away from like my mind going so fast um, and that's something I recognized in conversation with you some time ago like during a recent spiral that I had so I've been keeping mind of that and knowing that um like the rush to anything is something to question within myself mm -hmm. so I've been slowing down meditating and even meditating lately has just been giving space for my mind to continue going crazy but by the end of my period of meditation I return to healthy dialogue within myself but it's something that like I'm doing every day. It's not like, okay, I did it once, the story is gone, because I'm having to practice this healthy dialogue 
until I transmute it and really believe it and live it out in every moment. Yeah, um, really good point to mention about the commitment to doing it daily, because I think of it as a story and a program is one in the same for me. So mm-hmm. imagine since we've been little kids, since we've been born, a story that's put onto us by those around us or just within ourselves based on people's reactions or different emotions we feel when engaging in anything. We've been putting that story and feeding that story for as long as we've been alive. So as long as it took for that story to really be rooted deep down in us, and sometimes it's rooted beyond us, it's rooted through our generations and our ancestors, and these are stories we carry through our lineages and If you come from another planet, you know, probably from that planet. Um, So it's going to take so much commitment and dedication to rewrite that story. And I feel for me to even become aware of the concept of it being a story, I had to have my ego accept the fact that there were stories. So if we like take it back all the way, you know, to when the awareness of what a story can be and how it can take hold on our life, you really have to surrender to your ego, let your ego surrender to you. It's like one in the same. Because without that step, I feel it's really hard to have the recognition of something being a story. Because that can be so triggering to think that a belief you have or a thought you're having or something, anything an emotion you're experiencing is tied to a story or a narrative. It almost makes you feel like it's not true and it's not real, but that's because it's not. It's not truth. And the ego can get so infuriated with that concept. And it can bring up so much fear because once you start recognizing, okay, this is a story, it's not my truth. What is my truth? How do I even begin to find my truth? That's overwhelming if you jump right into it without doing proper steps. And that can be so annoying, like on this journey of self-awareness and growth and wanting to be connected to our spirituality and all these things. That is so annoying because of how constant this work is. But that's a perception, of course, like we don't have to view it that way and we can step more into the gratitude and recognition of what this inner reflection um, offers us in our life, which is so beneficial because we're then able to return um, to ourselves and our true nature more and more as we continue this work and live out the life that we really want to, but it requires a lot of undoing um so that's just important to highlight because I don't feel that way now like I don't feel annoyed by it but once ago I definitely did especially when the triggers are high when the triggers are really present I'm so over it (laughs) I know and it's that can be another story because I was just thinking I think like last week when you were like oh this is so annoying I'm like trust me I know We can fall back into old stories. So even though we have the awareness as much as we think we do, you can still slip back into an old story. I'm still trying to figure out how you eradicate a story completely. I don't know if you do, or I don't know if you still 
have the memory somewhere in there and then time to time certain circumstances can trigger it and you can want to bring back that story to life but that's where you have to have the awareness to be like no this is a story I've visited you I've went through you I've recognized that's not my truth and my truth is actually x y and z so yes absolutely like the recognition of do these stories ever leave us or do we just further integrate them instead of compartmentalizing them and letting one story run our life over another story or another truth or whatever the case is Mm -hmm. Um, because for myself like the story that I it's the first and I don't have the money the finances to pay rent a long time ago because I remember when I really broke through this story of like scarcity and lack of safety due to financial means um where I was melting and I was just so concerned of what's going to be my livelihood and I had to surrender and that's all that was available for me to do at that point it's been so much lighter because like now I can recognize it but it hasn't impacted me in the sense that I don't carry on with my life. I don't do the things that I want to do. It's more so now like in my mind um, than it is in my mind and my body and my actions. So like it's, it's shortening the flow of it. So it's not like brought into the physical and manifested further so that it slowly gets more integrated and just be able to recognize and still operate differently and then it'll get to the point where maybe it'll just be a fleeing thought and it won't be something past that yeah i definitely feel that once things are really integrated and new not new stories but existing stories have been rewritten you can quickly recognize the old story and then realize and not attach but go towards the new story instead of falling into the old patterns. And of course, every circumstance is different. You know, last night, my story about me dying because I didn't feel good was so real in my head. And nobody could tell me differently. Not myself, not my higher self, nobody, you know. Um, And that's just to remind ourselves the grace that's necessary when we are navigating stories. It's not to strive for perfection or to never have these stories play out because I think in a previous episode, I have mentioned that a story can be both good or bad. And I say that with quotations because nothing is good or bad, but we can place a heaviness or a lightness. It can be something in our favor or something that's an excuse or that troubles us. Um, everything can be a story you know this conversation can be a story in both of our minds so (laughs) it's funny because like the stories that hold heavy weight over us like the more that we become aware of them we can choose to lighten it and like make it soft and fun and be like oh why am I worried you know like kind of make light of it in that way but that's you know it takes some time to get there one even wants to get there but I want to go back to what you were saying about yesterday that you were in the story and no one can tell you differently like what do you do if someone does tell you like this is a story and you're not in the condition or in the mindset to 
receive something like that without being super triggered and like lashing out? Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's a really good question. And that's a really big part of having the ego in check and being friends with the ego and recognizing that every moment is serving us. Everything that is said to us serves us in one way or another. And that's triggering in itself. But you have to really, oh, I just got a notification. My battery's dying. Um, you have to really be able to recognize that and not fall victim to things. Because if somebody yesterday told me, calm down, take a breath, you know it's okay. My response would have been like, no, the freak, it's not okay. Do you see me? And I would have let that story take hold. And I say this because even within my own mind yesterday, I was telling myself, it's okay, you just need to sleep, relax. But then the other side of my mind, the story, the narration was screaming, you're dying, you're not okay, how could you let this happen to you? You know, like, do you not care about yourself? And I'm like, no, I do care about myself, like, why is this happening? And I would just, like, go back and forth using so much energy. So if somebody on the outside or even yourself, your higher self or you, your regular self speaks to you while the story is playing, you have to really accept whatever is being said or thought of in the moment and not let the ego take further hold on the story. Because I think the ego feeds the story as much as the story feeds the ego. Yeah, absolutely. Especially because the ego is just going based off past experiences. So it's here like, oh, you're dying because this is what was taking place once Mm -hmm. ago in a similar circumstance. So it's recognizing that. But it really is like a practice and a journey and it's not a perfect science and it is trial and error and being gracious with the self and compassionate and loving and understanding and accepting. It's many different things. A lot of what we spoke about reminds me of these two pages that I was really digesting yesterday from the book called Oneness. And I was going to send you the pages. And I don't know why I decided not to, but I should have because it really speaks to everything that we've spoken on thus far today. And it's page 28 and 29 for anyone out there. Um, It just highlights the concept of stories, actually, without using the word story, but they refer to it as fragmented parts of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And um, when we aren't giving what these fragmented pieces of us desire, then they continue to cycle until we do and we integrate. So I really like that perspective because it highlights um, returning to wholeness, which then connects us deeper to oneness. You got it right there. The book has pulled up. <laughs> you can't see oh, it. You can't see it. Oh, there it is. So the book is called Oneness by Rasha. It's a really yes. good book. It's a really good book that <laughs> you got to check in with the book. Am yeah. I ready to receive? <laughs> but yeah, I definitely remember what you were speaking of. And I remember reading this and thinking, oh, these are stories. But the book doesn't explain them as stories. So that just goes to show you there's so many different ways that people identify with this concept and just use different words. But it's something that we all experience. And it's really good to check in with the self. What story am I attached to or playing out in my mind or whatever word you want to use mm-hmm. to really see? Because it's so 
life-changing, I feel, when we recognize and we take control of the stories and not let the stories have control over us. Amen. And there's no coincidence that I read those two pages yesterday and here we are talking about this topic. So we hope that this story that's taking hold and this fragmented piece of consciousness that we're experiencing is inviting us to connect it to our wholeness so that we can transcend it enough where it's no longer something that even takes hold into the material world and it's just a fleeing thought and we can express further gratitude because we have come a long way you know like these stories haven't taken hold on our livelihood in the ways that they once have but now Mm -hmm. it's time to take it to the next level and say thank you goodbye you've served me yeah it's always about that it's always about gaining the awareness the integration the gratitude and continuing on the thing that I was like looking at from the book right now and I feel sums up what we've just spoke about is the very responses those scenarios invoked within you are those calibrated energetically to deliver you to the state of beingness in which you recognize consciously your tendency to respond in that way and relinquish your need to do so once you see the pattern it is likely that you can seize repeating it and experience arrival at a crossroads that will carry you in a different direction entirely so that's like the picture of the card hope where the balloon is taking the little kids to new heights yes Yes. <laughs> what a life, man. Yes. I really want to express gratitude to those who are on their path doing their life's work. The creator of these deck of cards that provided assistance for us. Rasha, the author of Oneness. Thank you for all that you're doing to assist the collective. It really highlights the importance of all of us here on earth and how essential it is to really do the things that we're inspired and called to do. And even if we don't know the impact that they'll have, we have to trust because we're all here to play a very unique role in the grand scheme of this existence. Yes. And gratitude to those listening, joining us for Conscious Conversations, because everybody has a message or medicine to be shared. And it's so nice to have a space where we can actually reflect one another and have conversations. Sometimes it's to process the different things we're going through, or sometimes it's just to allow the flow to flow through us and share the messages. So we're really grateful for anybody and everybody who takes the time to listen and be here with us. Yeah, and I want to express gratitude for you and I, my sis, for continuously showing up on this platform and showing up to life and not allowing anything to take us out because we know that it's been a journey even just within ourselves to even continue um, like answering the call that God is providing us. Yes, I received that and right back at you, sis. Thank you for listening. Continue flowing in your own space by simply being. If this resonated with you and you feel called, please be sure to follow us, like, and share. Until next time, wherever you go, give yourself 
space to flow. I just think that this is like the energy is much better than it has been in the last few episodes. It's really a more integrated, more rising up, showing up to the conversation more than being in whatever the energy is or whatever it is that we're navigating so much so that it takes over us. And I really love that. And I recognize that. And I think that's important to recognize because it speaks to the integration of our recent check-in with ourselves and how we would like to continue showing up and evolve the way that we do so of the podcast to match where we are within ourselves in our real life to sync up how we are showing up with flow space i agree it felt really good and refreshing to record the episode especially because it incorporated real life experiences like something i navigated just yesterday and then to speak through what's helpful as opposed to just speaking about the experience really highlighting different aspects that help move through the experience and then I really love the use of the deck of cards starting our episode like that Um, having a card well two in this case come out and then kind of dictate where the episode or what energy was to be spoken of yeah and I felt the flow like I really felt the flow hit and take hold yeah, same. I, it felt very different. Like I can recognize that I was speaking from a space of flow. Like I didn't have to think about how I was going to respond. Mm-hmm. And I speak more than I needed to. So there was no like fluff or extra. Yeah, um, it was clear, cohesive, concise. Like it was all the things. Yeah, and that's something that I really want to continue bringing into our platform so that our message is clear um, and it's received. And I do like the guidance of the cards because it feels like another element, like having a divine guidance present and navigating how the episode flows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The church. So yeah, that's it really. So it's just our reflection within ourselves and like where we are mm-hmm. with um aside from that i really would love to invite anyone who enjoyed this conversation to leave a comment on youtube if this is where you're watching it or if you're watching it on any other audio platform if you can leave a rating and a review wherever possible we would greatly appreciate that we're on apple spotify google amazon iHeart and anywhere that you can listen to your favorite podcasts. Yes. Thank you for being here with us. We so appreciate your existence and we send you many, many blessings.